to the Channel Junkies Podcast. Podcast. Where we will discuss all the top tips and strategies to grow a massive real estate YouTube channel that will get you millions of dollars of free leads each and every month. Stop cold calling, door knocking, and paying for leads and watch your business grow 10x with YouTube. We cover everything from starting a channel, optimizing it to be a lead machine, and exactly what videos dominate in ranking so you can get more views, subscribers, and ultimately more home sales. It's drastically changed my life. Here's your industry-leading YouTube realtor, Jackson Wilkie. Jackson Wilkie. What's up, everybody? In this video, we're going live. I've got my Zillow Killer t-shirt on. So this is a Zillow Killer edition. Basically, how to blow up your real estate business. So in this video, we're, we're answering your questions, just like we do every single Wednesday uh, at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Put it in your calendar. So this is when we go live answering your questions about you know growing real estate teams, uh, obviously growing YouTube channels, video equipment, what's working, what's not working any single question you have about uh social media marketing what's up jackson okay so you guys can hear me see me i appreciate that and so uh, this is really uh when i open up the time for you guys so if you guys are listening to the podcast out there after it's recorded we welcome you to come live on wednesdays 1 p.m central standard time to youtube and and come uh, ask questions. This is where I can actually bring up the screen, show you guys stuff, but you know, make sure you're leaving a review in the podcast so that I know what we can talk about more of. You guys out there in the audience, if you're new to this channel, new to me, my name is Jackson Wilkie with the Channel Junkies, and we have successfully grown now 11. Well, I guess two of them are just starting, but 11 real estate YouTube channels all across the country. I know exactly what works and I know exactly what doesn't work. So I'm here to eliminate a lot of the heartache and pain. But the one thing I do know, it's hard as hell to grow these sometimes, even for me. So, you know, when I get people reaching out saying, oh my gosh, my stuff's not growing and I see other people growing, you got to realize, man, this thing is not easy right out of the gate. It is really freaking hard. And imagine being in my footsteps where there was no clear path. There was no direction. And I really had to figure and learn all this stuff out on my own. So just be patient with this sometimes, even for me, you know, I go in, I'm, I'm in two new markets and one of them's kind of hauling ass and the other one is so dead. And we've only had one reach out and I've done 15 of my videos and we're barely growing, but I know it's going to take off like a rocket ship here soon. I've seen it happen so many other times. It's just got to get through and break through those algorithms. So that is just a little bit of a, uh, a pickup for you guys. Anybody out there feeling the struggle, feeling the pain, know that even I am too. And now, you know, I've got some channels obviously producing like crazy, but you know, for me, it's even difficult. I got a bunch of you out there, only a few likes, but start asking questions. This is your guys' time to, to really ask me anything that you have. Video equipment, new cameras, what to be saying, what, where to be, how to shoot videos, how to organize footage, whatever your questions are. This is your time to, to ask me anything. We just got off. I'm going to actually do a video on this, but we at EXP, you know, we're partnering with agents. You know, we got a couple hundred agents under us today. We just for our agents alone, we ran a, a special meeting like we always do, you know, and, and we talked about VAs and, and help with VAs. And oh my gosh, we partnered with a company. I, I'm, I'm going to wait to save the name because I'm going to interview them and get a good video out there of what they do. But it's it's next level stuff. I mean, from TC work to video editing to uh, social media content, whatever it is this VA stuff's going to take over uh, and make your life so easy. And it's down to like four bucks an hour for some of this stuff. So really cool stuff we have going in the future to help you guys, not only with your YouTube stuff, but scaling your business sometimes. Well, not sometimes, all the time. We are the ones slowing ourselves down and capping our production uh, levels. So it's going to be cool to learn that. All right. I swear right after we talked about slow reach outs last week, I get seven this week, three of which <laughs> at or above $1 million price point. Remember I was taught, we, we went in depth about this last time about, oh my gosh, you know, my channel's growing slow. My channel's growing slow. I'm not getting reach outs. And man, I got a channel that's got 16 videos the way I do it. I got like 29 subscribers. That's it. Only a couple hundred views. It is the most stagnant channel, kind of like Houston was, and one reach out. That's it. Uh, and, and so I get the pain, but it, it, remember I was telling, talking about this last time, there's these peaks and valleys of, of this YouTube thing. And it's really until that 12 month mark 
to where it's just consistent business to where you're you're closing you know all that pipeline business that reached out six nine twelve months ago so getting the onesie twosies in the first few months is really amazing it's that 12 month mark where it can really get out of control if you stay consistent and so i know that doing this so many times but some sometimes you guys look at the success others are having and oh my god i'm not having that success and it can really mess with your mind right so but just like you know he says there you know slow and i freaking told you didn't i said it does this it goes slow and then all of a sudden it's it just explodes something happens i don't know what it is uh the right people find it but you know seven reach outs right after we talked last week that's what happens our arizona channel i talked about this last month too or last uh, week was slow and six months into that it was nothing but a couple renters and the channel was stagnant and then all of a sudden you know, I went over there, I did a couple of my videos and it took a, f- a few weeks, months and, and the algorithms caught and boom, channel exploded. But I don't care about views and subscribers. That's not what I sell. Cheryl put in nine deals in escrow last month, nine that are closing this month for a shitload of money. So that's the beautiful thing. We're closing a lot from it. So it takes a lot of time. Stack me up with your questions. So all right, I just bought a GoPro. What is the best to shoot in? Wide, linear, 30, 60? I love this question. Okay, so I'm gonna, I always get the videographers out there of the world who are like, oh my God, those are the wrong settings. You're, that, that's so crappy. I don't care. I've proven over and over and over with thousands of videos that this setting that I set it to is the best for GoPro. So I don't care what's the GoPro you got. I always put my settings to 1080 at 60 frames per second and I never change it, not even think about changing it. When it comes to linear or wide, that's the only time I'm ever changing the camera and I don't do it anymore because I use this camera that I'm looking into now, which is a Canon EOS RP um, for all of my studio shooting. When I did all of my studio shooting with my GoPro and I did the vlogging with the same GoPro, that's when I would switch. So when I'm out in the field vlogging, I always went into wide mode so that it could always catch me, Jesse, whoever is with us all in one frame. And then when I would go into my green screen room or in my office and shoot videos, that's when I would switch it to linear mode. But I never messed with the 1080, 1440, 2.7K or 4K. And that's where everybody's like, I'm only shooting 4K and I'm doing this. I'm protected for the future. Look, guys, I take my 1080 footage and I shrink it down in handbrake and then I send that to an editor. He edits it. You know, he's shrinking that video file, sending it back to me. I upload it to YouTube and they shrink it again. And you guys probably look at my vlogs as like the most buttery, smooth, 4K, gorgeous videos you've ever seen. And it's not. I never do it. So what and the thing about this is, is you start doing 2.7, 4K, your video files get massive they're already big enough um if you if you're a gopro user you know exactly what i'm talking about but they if you film a video for 30 minutes or 30 minutes of footage it's broken up into eight minute segments that they run fluid but it's eight different clips those are four gigabytes a piece so you know at 32 you're talking about 12 16 gigabytes of video footage so trying to upload all that to like google drive or something will take hours and hours so um, I take that, you know, footage that's 16 gigabytes for 32 minutes and I shrink it all the way down in handbrake, uh, to where it's just a couple hundred megabytes and I can upload it to Google drive like that. Right. And so, um, I set my camera. And so the reason I use 60 frames per second is because a lot of times in my videos, you know, early when I was doing all my editing and vlogs, when I would have my setting at like 30 frames per second, cause you know, the videographers out there, Oh, you got to shoot in 24 FPS. It's the most crystal clear. Ain't nobody gives a shit about crystal clear. They want answers. They want people. They want personality. That's what YouTube is. And so that 60 frames per second actually allowed me to uh, hit the slow-mo button on on my editor. So when I was doing, you know, the vlogs and I'd have the train go by or, you know, do some kind of, a, you know, I, don't, I always try and find street signs or, or anything that I'm talking about. And I would kind of do a slow turn with the camera up into the sun. So it got that really cool glare off the sign. And I was able to, um, you know, kind of do that slow with my hand, but then in my editor, crank it down to half speed too. So it was this real smooth, buttery slow-mo. So if you don't do 60 frames per second, it gets choppy. So when you go to 30 frames per second or 24, um, and you try to hit slow-mo, 
then you get this really obnoxious chop in your video and it looks like crap. So I always just do 1080, 60 frames per second and I've never changed any other setting in my GoPro. I don't use any of the apps. I don't use shit. I'm just a set it and forget it kind of guy. And it, it looks from probably the outside looking in at me of like, I'm this tech guy. I, I do all this equipment. No, like I'm the least. I am a, oh my God, I need to shoot this video and get it out yesterday type of guy. So I don't ever look at my stuff. I just freaking however I can get it done. So you may advance a lot quicker on the video stuff than me because you have more of a brain for that a capacity to, to, to get better. When you're shooting these scenes, you, you put it at this frame per second. You shoot those scenes at that, that frame per second. But 1080, 60 frames per second is, is the best I've found. And it makes it so that we don't have these giant video files because at the end of the day, 4k is not clearer like you put my video next to a 4k video it's going to look the exact same and in fact the way i'm always making sure that the light's hitting me meaning the sun my stuff might even be clear 4k just gives you this giant huge square that when you're editing you have to pick a 1080 frame out of and so that's why people like shooting 2.7 or 4k is because an and, and editors may like it because they have more area of the frame to choose from right and so that's really it I don't really care. I, I know with that GoPro 1080 on the wide lens, you got to basically turn it backwards not to be in the frame. Awesome question, my man. What mic are you using right now? This is the Shure SM7B. Again, I'm not a techie guy. I had I had the, the Yeti. I used to just have a crappy microphone because I, I mean, I got a pretty booming voice, but um, Jesse he's like kind of crazy about equipment. So he bought us the, the blue Yeti, the Yeti microphones. That was the one that I had in a lot of my videos. And I thought it was just fine. And then Jesse found these ones. He's like, this is what all the main podcasters, every like the ballers are using. That's how Jesse is. So he ordered it and was using it. And then on my doorstep one day, boom, there's one. He, he, he just orders me shit. He's Cause I won't ever order myself anything. I'll like, I have the GoPro hero seven, the original one that I invented this whole YouTube vlogging and real estate YouTube stuff with and it finally kind of crashed on me the other day and i just went and got a gopro hero 8 i didn't even get the newest one because i know i don't need you know a screen on the front or anything fancy it's just how i am i'll just use whatever i got and so jesse sent me this so this is like what all the podcasters and stuff are using it's the sure i'll type it on the screen s h u r e s m 7b so the sure s m 7b great question Patrick, how are you targeting sellers in your local market with YouTube videos? I am not. I'm not a marketer, so I won't ever tell you things that aren't working or tell you things that I think work. Um, like we get sold so many things as real estate agents. So I don't shoot videos for listings. I did one for Portland just to, to run a theory on it. No calls yet. Maybe in time I will, but my whole channel is about relocation. But again, Patrick, here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down on a deep dive on this because I love this question. First of all, I don't sell anything that I just make up. Um, that's kind of the gross thing about real estate right now, especially if you go to Clubhouse, there's all these, oh, top realtors in there. We had a top realtor who says he is crushing TikTok, 1.5 million views and, and selling a TikTok course. Me and Jesse went and looked up his sales for the past 12 months, which he's telling people he's, he's selling houses like crazy. He sold six homes in the last 16 months total. We don't even know if that came from TikTok. So there's a lot of people out there selling crap that doesn't work. And so for me, my whole why, Patrick, was I moved to Portland, Oregon. I didn't know anybody, but I had a story to tell. And so when I started doing videos about being the Portland local and the top real estate agent, I wasn't getting shit for business and my videos weren't growing. But when I actually took the the brave step to talk about how I'm not from Portland and I'm new into real estate, which I thought I would get buried, that's when my YouTube channel blew up. I was relating with people. So my whole why is the relocation process. I've moved now all across the country and I know how painful it is. So I speak those stories and that pain and that's why I get so much business from this. So now to talk about, we always, you know, as realtors, we're in this like, I wanna pay for a lead and I want that shit now. Like that's how we think about business. And that's why no realtors really grow because we're always focused on today and not building a legacy, a brand. And so with this YouTube channel now, um, and that's what I was talking about earlier is that, you know, sometimes it takes channels six, nine months to really start going. It, it's, it's had, it's happened to me. In fact, my Seattle channel took over a year to really get going and close deals. And now we got $2 million closing next week alone. So, uh, you know, that's $60,000 in commissions right there. But 
we're starting to get listings like crazy out of our uh, YouTube channel because of our sphere. So again, we look at our, our, our real estate businesses as like right now, today, I need to pay for leads so I can today, today, build for the future, build a legacy, build a brand. So now our, our Portland channel is like 26 months old. We're averaging two listings a month. Our lead buyer's agent, uh, Heather, who's now probably the best agent in Portland, Oregon, she did 39 deals her first year of just YouTube deals. She does not do any YouTube deals anymore. She has so much past client business of YouTube clients. We are their go-to. We help them so much with their move relocation. We're the best th thing they have, right? And so we are averaging, yeah, two listings a month now. We're getting listings like crazy from past clients. And guess what it is? Hey, Heather, you know, we've been here a year and, and we actually found a new neighborhood we, we are dying to get into. So would you come sell our house and help us buy? And it's perfect. Here's the listing contract is 6%. That's it. And no box. It's been 6% every single time. So she's basically turning into more of a listing agent and working with past clients. So we're building a massive, massive team, not team, business that's, you know, 43.2 million last year. This year is probably easily 80 to 90 million and, and, and doubling, tripling every single year, right? Past clients now and all of the inbound traffic still. So we're building an entire legacy business. Um, so I don't target sellers with my videos. That's not my why. But if I were you, I'd be reaching out to Jason Oberg. And I just did a live video with him two, three weeks ago. We partnered with him at eXp, he partnered with us. He built a YouTube ads course. I would be running YouTube ads. Facebook, Instagram, that shit is dead. You can't target and you are wasting money. I don't care how good you are. Google is the most impressive platform. In fact, Jesse was telling me, Jackson, you've got to figure out YouTube ads, man. Everybody need, wants to know it, build a course. So I went through it and started like trying to figure it out and it's the most intuitive targeting I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I'm talking tag managers, websites, track every single movement they even think about and retargeting through uh, YouTube ads. And YouTube ads right now, he's been helping a couple of our clients. They are crushing listings, getting listings like crazy with it. Not my words, I'm just telling you what he can do. So I would be running YouTube ads. They are the most highly targeted you can get. Now you can actually target down to a single street neighborhood and talk to this person is like, hey, I'm in your freaking neighborhood. That's how targeted this can get. And Jason Oberg teaches it all. If you partner with him at eXp, you get his YouTube ad course for free and you get my, my organic YouTube course for free. We're building massive partnerships to where you will get nothing but value. Now, when you join us at eXp, we want you to blow up, do 100 plus home sales a year because the more you make, the more we make. So I would reach out to Jason Oberg, go back and watch a couple videos ago where I interviewed him. He talks about how to do a lot of this, but I would take his YouTube ad course or figure out YouTube ads yourself or have him do them for you because that's the way people are really getting listings like today if you want to go that route. So my why is organic YouTube. I love it. It's a great question. Yeah, you got to hang in there. He was talking about, you know, his channel was slow, not growing, not getting calls. And then after I told him it takes time, you got to be patient. He got seven calls and two of them for over a million bucks, buyers. Liz, what's up? I haven't seen you for a little while. Are you doing anything with YouTube shorts? Absolutely not. Hell no. I don't mess with that shit because it's just like the guy I was talking about TikTok, right? In fact, there's a bunch of TikTokers out there saying it's the future. It's this. It's a shiny object, right? I mean, I, I now I, I try and watch TikTok and it is <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Like the, the, the rabbit hole you can go down, but I'm not going to go buy a new car because of a TikTok video. Like I might buy a new mosquito catcher because I got mosquitoes in the back or something, but like I'm not making purchases from that. And we found the top guy who's selling the TikTok course for realtors. And I, I'm not going to say his name and maybe you can look him up, but this dude is on like Clubhouse and all over bragging about, you know, closing hundreds, thousands and commissions from TikTok and got all these followers and all his agents do. And he's got 12 sales or six, six sales in the last like 14 months. So he's not selling from it. I, I was listening to another TikTok guy the other day. He's got 1.2 million followers on TikTok and he sells his course and all that shit too. And I was like, man, I got to learn this stuff. Or at least, you know, and, and so someone asked him, dude, how much business do you get from that? It's incredible. I love TikTok. Yeah. And he's like, well, I mean, yeah, we, we don't get that much business from it, but it, it drives people to some of our other platforms. But man, we run the best highly targeted Facebook ads I've ever seen. And I'm like, these freaking, that's what I hate about the whole marketing and real estate thing is, you know, people can 
tell you, I'll show you my commission checks. I mean, here's a fatty. Here's here's like 90 commission checks I got right here from YouTube, and I don't even do real estate, so I can prove we're closing deals. <laughs> I mean, this is insanity, and this is only half of them. Uh, that's last year's checks, actually. It works, you know, organically because think about this at the end of the day. And I love this question about the YouTube shorts because it's getting pushed into our throats right now that, oh my God, YouTube shorts and short form content is everything for entertainment, right? You're not making large purchase decisions or the biggest decision of your life by watching a, a 15 second clip of a golf cart rolling into a pond. Like that doesn't happen. And so I really, in fact, another guy that joined us at eXp, Ryan Strong, he, he tested all this. He was he has a, a huge following on TikTok and also on you does YouTube shorts because he was he was doing that, saying everything where he doesn't get business from it. He went to long form content YouTube and he's crushing it. He's knocking it out of the park now. But he actually ran all the side by side stats and comparisons. If you go to our free channel junkies Facebook group. He showed all of the stats and he goes, dude, Jackson's right. You know, with, with what he says about analytics, you know, he showed all of his YouTube shorts and all the views he was getting, but the engagement, the, the average view durations was crushing his channel. And now he does all long form and his channel erupted. So the thing about it is, Liz, you've worked your ass off to build this San Diego channel. And now you're going to do a bunch of 50 second videos and your average view durations are going to plummet. Your click through rates are going to plummet. And even if you have one explode, it's still not helping your organic YouTube channel and you're not entertaining people. If I'm moving to San Diego, I'll watch months of content to, to make my decision, not a 30 second video, right? So the only way maybe I would try leveraging YouTube shorts is that, hey, I've got a whole channel about what it's like to work, eat, sleep, live, play right here in San Diego. So if you want, go click it. But then again, I'm running these videos that could be hurting my analytics and my organic videos. So I don't mess with any of it. Next two years, we'll probably do a quarter billion in real estate sales from long form organic content. So there's no way I'm going to steer my path when it's only growing and 10xing every single year. So that's my thoughts on short form content. You know, if you're getting business from it, great. Is it something that you can scale and grow and build a massive team? Not, I don't think so. You know, from everybody that I've looked up and, and seen, it's not really where teams are building massive, massive teams and, and, and uh, production for a long time. Rui, what's up, Rui? Hey, Jackson, thanks for talking to me last week. Making the switch to EXP in the next few days. Can't wait to see how the Boston market reacts. There you go, my main man. Yep. Come on over. Yeah, we had a good talk. George, when vlogging, do you prefer showing more of the places you are talking about or talking with those in the background? What I do vlogging, my whole goal and I didn't know what I was doing when I started because again, nobody was doing this, but the whole thing about YouTube is connecting with people. So that's why I don't like short form entertaining videos because there's no real connection with that person. But if you can in 15, 20, 30 minutes, keep someone's attention, they're like, oh my God, this person is my person, right? So with vlogging and, and what does this is putting the camera in your face. That's why you see me so freaking close to the camera because you're connecting with me. And so one huge problem people have is they get way too far. If you're getting filmed by someone, you're way off in the distance. Or if you put your camera there and it's zoomed way out and you're this little tiny figure in your office, there's no connection there and it's very awkward. So with vlogging, a lot of times people want to do like show the video outside and just do narration style. Who are you connecting with? Those videos don't work when you do narration. So with vlogging, it's a good mix. Like the majority of it's going to be me with the camera right in my face, talking to you, telling you what I see. And then I might be like, yeah. And actually what people love about this is the, this the park over here, man. You get the families out here with the blankets. You get the moms, dads, kids running ape shit out there playing. There's live music. That's what people love about it. And when, when I'm saying that there's a park in the background, you know, with the B roll, but the majority of it, you know, I don't want it on me too long though. So when, when I'm driving, we're driving through and I'm talking to my business partner, whoever it is on the channel that I'm at. All right. So where are we at Jojo and how much of these homes? And he's like, well, we're actually in Eagle Springs right now. What you're going to see in here is three and four bedroom houses. Uh, you know, they're going to range from 25 to, to 2,800 square feet brick. You know, you're going to get custom finishes. They're, they're big, they're new, whatever. Instead of looking at us in the car the whole time, it's going to be that intro part is, Hey Joe, where are we at? And what do you see? Well, we're in Eagle Springs yet yeah, right there. And so from that point on, I'm going to be showing the houses that he's talking about. So I like to just kind of, the B-roll is going to describe kind of what we're talking about, but the focal point is me. I want to be on that camera as much as possible connecting with my audience. So that's what, what my thing is. What are the best titles to shoot right now? Let's see, any new ideas? 
Yeah, so a lot of you know my, my motto is 2010 ATS. So you got to shoot 20 videos in 10 weeks, you know, and, and then we can dive into your analytics, your traffic source, because from there, I can look at the top drivers to your channel and see which videos work. Again, marketers out there are going to tell you, do these 10 videos. They all suck. Don't do a restaurant interview. Don't do top five restaurants. Don't do top five breweries. Nobody searches that shit when, when moving to your area. So at the end of the day, you got to understand you have a major city suburb and other city suburbs that surround you. So you need to own those keywords, which is Beaverton, Oregon, Hillsboro, Oregon, Tualatin, Oregon, Lake Oswego, Oregon, Portland, Oregon, right? So I have videos for each one of those suburbs just explaining what it is. And so you can do videos of like Hillsboro, Oregon, everything you need to know. And you open that video and go, hey, you're thinking about moving to the Portland Metro and you're really thinking about Hillsboro out to the west, the Silicon Forest. Well, in this video, I'm going to describe where it's at, who's really living there, what's going on there, the styles of homes. And I'm actually going to bring up the map and I'm going to show you every single road section where all the stores are and everything you need to know about moving, living in Hillsboro, Oregon. So a lot of times I'm doing the major city suburb is going to be 50% of my videos keywords. And then from there, I'm going to do all the surrounding cities and suburbs so that I can see what the drivers to my channel are. And once I get that information, that's when I go all in on those city suburbs that get the most attraction to my channel. So obviously, you know, pros and cons videos, top 10 reasons not to move to this area. You know, th those kind of videos are what's really working, but I'm a vlogger, so I do a lot of vlogs of these city suburbs, and so that's usually what I'm doing. All right, we got a ton of you out in the audience and only a few likes, so make sure you're smashing that like button so it gets more people in here for more questions. I'm here for you guys for as long as you need, so ask me any question you got. Stack me up. Do you have opinions on people like Brad McCollum using organic YouTube to get sellers? Very different strategy from yours, but still looks successful. I'm sure it is. I have zero idea who you're talking about and zero idea if it works but if you're consistent with it and you built a channel all about selling your house and you stay consistent i think yes it would probably work but the only thing that i've seen analytically and when you go to like you know it's going to be a lot of housing market and stuff so they just don't get the views so anytime we do housing market videos or updates like they just don't get views and so that's why i don't do those videos you know i i saw a channel the other day of you know people talking about you know tips on selling your home and I just don't see the, the the views, but hell yeah, you can get business from YouTube. Like I could grow any business in the world with YouTube. I guarantee it. It's going to go out and find people most likely to view your content. So I have no idea who that dude is. And I think it's amazing. If somebody's going to go out there and put in all the work to organically grow a YouTube channel and they get business from it, then I'm all for it. I have no idea if that works, who that is. So I can't really comment on it, but I love the idea. The one thing that I would suggest is it's two different channels because all too often I see so many people, you know, trying to do so many things with their YouTube channels, right? Like I get realtors like Jackson, dude, I tried doing your videos and it, it doesn't work. You're full of it. And I'm like, all right. So I look at their channel and they have three videos on Facebook marketing for realtors. They have two videos on how to fix like a 69 Pontiac. And then they did a pros and cons video. I'm like, well, what the frick is your message, dude? Like, so you, you got to understand if you're going to like with my Portland, Oregon channel, it's predicated. It, the algorithms are just crushing thousands and thousands and thousands of views every day, falling in the laps of people who are moving to Portland and want to buy a house. Like that's, that's gorgeous. That's what I want. So now if I start mixing that with how to sell your house in Portland, it, it's kind of tricking that algorithm. It's like feeding it to all these people that know it likes my video. And they're like, well, I don't even freaking live in Portland. So what do you mean? So it can really hurt your numbers. So I would dedicate a new channel to all about selling your home in such city. But again, a lot of people have consistency issues of getting enough videos out on just one channel. So when you do two, now you gotta be consistent on both. So I'll have to look up his stuff and he could be killing it, but I, I have no idea. Oh yeah, we are killing it. There's Jesse. We closed $200,000 in GCI last week off of YouTube in Phoenix. Two more closing this week, plus our other 10 channels. Yeah, that's obviously my business partner, but talking about, you know, that we just stay in our lane. You know, I love organic YouTube. It changed my life. I was in a dark ass place two years ago. No money, living in a place, no, you know, no sales, hated real estate, couldn't get a deal to now. I mean, I'm teaching thousands of agents across the world how to change their business and we're building massive legacies. And so, I mean, there's the numbers, 200,000 in GCI last, last week off YouTube. So I stay in my lane. I love what I teach. I know what I teach. And, um, if it comes to other YouTube channels and what they do, I, I just can't answer for them, but I do know, and I've seen that YouTube ads from Jason Oberg, they are working. 
I mean, I'm having not him tell me, I don't want to hear it from the horse's mouth. The people that are in there are getting listing appointments, you know, for $36 ad spend type stuff. It's pretty cool stuff. The targeting that he can do. Oh, there's Vernice. Yes. Believe in the process. And I will be getting Jason's course. I'm excited. Yes. His course, that YouTube ad stuff is so in depth, but man, if you do it, you know, with all the new updates and I don't stay in, up to date with this stuff much because I don't care. I, I just love what I do. But, you know, with the iOS updates and, and Facebook and, and the fight between the two it is really something. That's why the Facebook marketing is just dying. And there's it's so saturated. But, man, if you can figure out how to do YouTube ads correctly. Now, not just going to YouTube and attaching a budget to your videos. That's not the way to do it. Like tracking every single analytical data, the data point that happens to your channel, the views and retargeting those people, then it's, it's almost free to retarget. But that is how uh, they're having success with it. All right. Any tips on shooting videos so that you can cut down on your editing? Or am I worrying too much about how it looks and just get these videos uploaded? Yep. I think you answered your own question. I one take everything now. When I'm out vlogging, it's a whole different process, but you know, I, I just do the vlogs to cover all the B-roll and all the information. And I go to these cities I've never been in. So I need to see this stuff. And once I do that, you know, 80, 90% of the videos after that are all in the studio. So I'm turning this same program on Ecamm and I just film myself talking minor edits. I mean, I, I've, but I've done this thousands of times now. I didn't start like that. And so I was just like you and I edited and I cut every um out. And that's actually when my videos weren't performing well, when I'm more myself, the majority of you have sat here and listened to me for now 33 minutes, right? I've messed up words. I've cussed. I can't get the right word out. I say the wrong things. You don't care. I've taken pauses, breaks because you want to learn this stuff. So when people are learning about your city, about your suburb, and it's a perfectly edited. And this is actually, we, I had a gal, you know, I couldn't figure it out. Like a, it was like six, eight months ago in a very hot market, like one of the hottest markets. And she could not get a deal to save her life. One, she had the biggest city driver of all time and she was using all the surrounding areas. I don't know why. Two, it was perfection. I mean, it was something you would see on uh, a television set. I mean, everything was flowery and perfect and great and not one mistake. And I, I, I just was like, dude, there's, no, I think there's no relatability. Like this platform again is all like I watch, you know, videos on, I'm trying to fix my freaking in-wall oven, right? My, uh, my oven turns on and it won't heat up. Dude, I'm watching these dirt bags with no teeth behind you know their phones and they're showing shit and, they, and they're teaching me exactly what i searched so i never even once even watching them thought about their video quality i'm listening to them and they go hey mine oven turns on and the fan kicks on and there's zero heat so here's the four things i checked and what actually worked and i'm like good lord thank you right and I, I didn't and i'm just thinking about this right now oh my god i didn't even think about what the guy said and there's times where he like dropped the phone and he's just sitting there and unscrewing stuff. And I watch it and I'm just like watching, watching, watching because this is a search engine. That's why I don't like the entertainment videos where you have to be all entertaining in your face all the time uh, just to get those views and the repeat views. That's all entertainment. I, I, I keep my business on platforms where people seek it out, right? And so when it comes to saving times on editing, just be yourself. Like stop editing so much, keep some stuff in, just try and one take it. And if you have to fumble and stop for a second, just stop, take a breath, read your notes, fire it back up and get going again. But uh, you will see organically, you'll start growing a lot better if you can be you know, yourself a lot more. Oh, the short is going to drop my average view duration. Absolutely, uh, YouTube shorts will. Yeah, I mean, you gotta think about it. You can only upload 59 second videos. So if you're getting 20, 30 second average view durations, that goes to your channel. now. I don't know if YouTube separates it out, but I'm not taking the risk. And I know it does. It's going to look at your average view duration across your channel and click through rates. And so I, I wouldn't mess with it again. You know, we're having over millions of dollars of GCI million of GCI from organic long form content. That's where people go to make purchase decisions. Right. And so I just don't mess with short form stuff. And why would I mess with something that's working so well and out there finding all these people for me and then start tricking it with a bunch of short form entertaining videos that are going to ruin my average view durations and could end up, you know, hurting my, my YouTube rank. And yeah, shorts are only for YouTube to compete with TikTok. Yeah. It's an, it's an amazing platform having short form for, for the entertainment value and YouTube sees it, you know, everybody sees like, oh my God, these shorts are catch capturing the attention, but 
the goal of YouTube would be not for people to get on there and watch shorts all day. It's, hey, this short might capture their attention to get them onto a platform to watch a long form video. But I've seen, I mean, and be honest with yourself, are, when you're on YouTube, are you really seeing the shorts as much? Like I don't see them as much. They're not across my channels and maybe it's because I don't, I don't watch them, but they're not as prevalent as you would think. And so again, marketers are going to tell you, you need to be doing it because of short form content, but I'm here to tell you and prove you with checks that it, you know, it's the long form stuff that really works. Do you film a number of vlogs, 10 to 20 in quick order and then release them once, twice a week, or do you go out weekly or a combo? So when I started, me and Jesse would just go out uh, once a week and try and knock out like two vlogs. And then I was editing those and we actually only released vlogs to start, but then we wanted to get more videos out. And so we started doing a vlog a week and then like an office style, uh, a studio video. And then it turned into, you know, the business really ramping up to me just sitting in the studio and shooting as many videos as I could. And so the vlogging, you know, was less than, but we had every single city and suburb in Portland. You look up basically any of the major ones, we dominate those keywords with our vlogs. We own them all. So then I started, you know, really understanding analytics and data and, and keywords. And so now what I do is I go into a city, I shoot probably seven to nine vlogs, one major city one, and then all the outlying areas. And then I shoot, you know, 12, 10 or 12 videos in the studio. And I kind of alternate those, you know, vlog studio, vlog studio. Uh, so I shoot those 20 videos, get them off to the editor. And I don't even start the channel until I get all 20 videos back. So I know I can just release that channel. It goes for three months. It's got solid videos. And in that three month period, the, the partner agent is sending me new videos to keep up con consistency. Are you still recommending the GoPro 8 versus the 9? Also, what are those spacer things called to get the mic off the lens? I don't rec I, I I just recommend the GoPro. I mean, the Hero 7 Black is amazing. I went and got the Hero 8 Black because I'm cheap. I don't buy in and, and Jesse will just he'll send me the nice shit just like this microphone and stuff. I'll use what I have. So people think I'm like this techie and and I you know, I'll just tell you what works and what doesn't work. And so I love the GoPro Hero 8 Black because it does exactly what I need it to do. People get all up in their feelings about having these screens. Like they have to see themselves. But I find it awkward because everybody's always looking at themselves. So I, I hear all these realtors. Oh, I got the new 9 Black. It's got the screen. And guess what? The whole time I'm looking at them, they're looking off to the side at themselves. So I don't use anything with the screen because I look straight into the lens the entire time. And that's how I know my videos, you know, outperform a lot of other people's. I don't want anything in there that's going to throw off that viewer and make it awkward. If you're going to get a GoPro Hero 9 Black and then, oh, well, Jackson, I just covered the screen. Well, what the hell did you buy it for? And then there's some other, you know, people were telling me, well, it's got stability. You can like turn it and it's still going to keep the frame on you. I'm like, dude, I've shot 1500 videos and I've never had my video turn on me. You know, like. So I don't really worry about those things. And so I saved a couple hundred bucks and I got the GoPro Hero 8 Black. And then those spacers on top, if you just go to Amazon and look up vlogging kit for GoPro, there's so much, but it's usually cold shoe adapters. And that's what they're called is like shoes and cold shoes, I think. So my newest setup, I actually got rid of the, I don't, I didn't get rid of it. I still got Mr. Frankenstein back there, but I went with this new setup with the um, Ulanzi. Oh no. Luxbell, L-U-X-E-B-E-L-L. -E -L -L. It's gonna, it's trying to lock in on my face, but that's the GoPro Hero 8 case. And then the GoPro microphone adapter goes into the bottom now. My old one just hung off the back. That's all I did for years was just hang it right off the back. And then I just kinda, I have so much random equipment now. I just put on like this, I don't even know what the hell it is. So little adapters. Again, I'm not a major techie and my lenses covered in crap so yeah that's that's my setup now this is the one i use and if my gopro hero 7 black didn't start cutting out on me on my last trip i would still be using it so i love the 8 black it's been actually the 8 black has been more finicky than my 7 if this thing gets too hot it, it's always shutting off so um, maybe the 9 is better for that but I'm, I'm having good luck with it it only did that a couple times when it was way too hot all right i love this keep loading them up should I do more in studio or vlogs? What works for you? Well, what works for me works for me. So that's what I, again, I don't want to teach you. I don't want to tell you what works better because 
at the end of the day, if you've heard my whole message today, you need to be you on camera. That is the number one way that your videos will rank and work best is if you are you and not being fake and editing and all uppity and everything is perfect. And at the end of the day, if you, I get it all the time, Jackson, I'm trying to go out vlogging, but every time I turn on the camera, I don't know what to say. And I'm so scared. Everybody's looking at me. Don't go vlogging. It's the last thing you want to do because then it's awkward and you forget what to say and you think everybody's looking at you and it makes a real shitty video. So just shoot videos in your office, right? So I, I love vlogging. I love going out there, man. I like, it's it's just, it's so fun for me. You know, it's getting old now. I've done it so much. I actually kind of like get anxious now when I have to go out and do it because I'm like, ah, oh, tired of vlogging. But no, I, I love the vlog. I like when people are looking, you know, at us and, and I just, I, I, I've completely just gotten to a point to where I don't care if people are looking at me. I, I almost block them out. I don't even notice it anymore. And so for me, it was just like, okay, I need to start vlogging because I, I told Jesse, I'm like, dude, we need to start going out to these cities and showing people what it's like. I don't know anything about them. So I'm going to just kind of rely on you. He had a tough time at the beginning saying anything. If I just put the camera on him, but when I would ask him these certain questions, he could sit there and go and go and go. So it was kind of that one-two punch. But then we were showing these areas and people really started enjoying it. So the vlogs for us is is me. I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm like very confident on there. I love, you know, the, the cool looks that I've had and, and, and just the, the way that it makes me feel, right? But I've, I do a shitload of studio videos because, and they actually get the most views usually because I'm sitting there tucked right up into the camera telling people, you know, true, honest stories about living in these areas, right? And so honestly, studio videos usually are my better performing ones, but I just love the vlog. The vlog is what like personalizes us, right? And, and that's what makes people really enjoy our videos. So you do when you're like, okay, I got to the point where I'm shooting videos now. And I love just sitting at my desk at my office. Like that's when I perform best and, and my best videos. Then that's what you do forever, right? Or I don't have much space. I love getting with that green screen. It makes that awesome background image. And I just love what the green screen does. Then that's what you do. So um, you do what makes you most comfortable on video. I have been using, oh, Craig, my main man. I've been using titles mostly with the state only due to the ratings and TubeBuddy. How important is it to be using a city in all of your titles? So I have noticed that you did that. I've always had terrible luck putting an entire state. Now, I think if I stayed more consistent with it, it would help, but I know you had that one video just erupt and it's just Florida. I've never had that happen. I've tried it with Texas, with Oregon, with Idaho. I have a real hard time ranking those videos and I think it's because I build up such a strong community of the local wherever I'm at that it, it just doesn't perform as well for me. I don't know the importance of it. You know, you, you've, you've kind of, proven that theory wrong, I guess, because you, you've got a video that I've never had a viral video in my life. So, you know, I mean, that's the funny thing. I think the most I've got on one video is 70,000 views, 50,000 views, something like that. And, you know, we do that much production. So I really just kind of hone in on the local area and especially in a super busy relocation market. I mean, we're already, you know, with thousands of reach outs here in Houston alone. Like I couldn't imagine if all these reach outs started coming for other cities. It'd be easy to refer off. Nothing bad about it, but I've just, you know, really focused all of my attention on going local. I've tried doing the national or the uh, the statewide videos and I end up just going back in and changing it to instead of Texas to, to Houston, Texas. So just my two cents. I, I can't really look at that or, or really answer it without telling you how, how it's made my channels perform. Christine, what's up? So happy I caught this live. <laughs> There we go. Where do I find someone to edit my vlogs? I noticed vlogs get more views and comments, but I get stuck at editing. I got the right person for you. Here's my email address, jackson at realagentnow.com. We just partnered with a massive company that does all of this for you. They have VAs for four bucks an hour that can do not only your editing, but I mean, TC work, anything you need to uh, help you grow your business, but they are loaded with editors. They know our style. So shoot me an email, jackson at realagentnow.com. I'll get you in touch with our uh, new partner team there. They'll take you to the next level because at the end of the day, yes, I invented that real estate vlog and it was my baby. And if you watch those early ones, man, it was like, it, I just loved the intros I was building and it was a cool thing. And I thought nobody could do it. I, that was, you know, and, and we teach realtors how to delegate business. I don't do any of the business anymore. You know, we have agents close the deals, but mine was like, oh my gosh, I have to edit this video. It's the only way that it can be successful. It's 
my baby, right? Just like agents do with their their real estate business. It's only my business, only I can handle it. Well, when you delegate these things, you would be amazed at how everything grows. So I started delegating my real estate vlogs, are all my videos, and my editor's probably done 800 plus videos for me. I don't even watch him anymore. He's so good at what he does. He's 10 times better editing than me and he knows exactly how I like things. And I talk to him all the time in my camera. If anybody's ever seen me vlog and I'm always like, all right, editor. So I was just talking about, you know, homes that are in the $500,000, $600,000 range with, you know, five bedrooms with the sport courts. I'm going to turn you around. Here's all those houses. And the one at the end over here has a big old sport court at it. So whenever I mention that, put it in there. So I'm talking to my editor constantly and I hold it out the window and he drops that B-roll in at the perfect time. And so just shoot me an email. And you guys, if you ever want to learn more about, you know, there's a bunch of you out in the audience who partnered with us. You're hearing them, man. Love this partnering with you and, and taking it to the next level. We partner with agents all around the, the country and out, uh, around the world. We give you all of our systems, processes for free, our courses for free, everything that we got. We want you to blow up your business, take it to the next level. And when it gets crazy, just like Craig Cunas, who was just talking to me, you know, it's systems, processes, hiring these VAs, getting this business, you know, really growing. So shoot me an email, jackson at realagentnow.com if you want more or information on, you know, partnering with us at eXp and, and getting all our systems and, and letting us help you really grow your business. It doesn't even have to be with YouTube. We've got resources all around that can help you with anything uh, that you want to grow your business with. But if you, uh, I'll get you right over to that VA, Christine, so you can get your videos edited right away. Carolyn, do you vlog in the suburbs and combined with studio filming and then send both out for editing? So I've, I, I guess, and I see the questions are starting to come in and I already kind of just answered that. So Yes, I do all the vlogs and I actually, when I go to a new city, I do all of my vlogs first. That way, one, I now I know exactly what I saw, what I like and what I don't like. Two, I have all the B-roll for all the areas that I'm gonna talk about for my editor who can drop that stuff in. And yes, all of that goes to my editor. I am crazy. You know, the agents that join us, I show you my systems, my processes of how I set up. You know, I go to these areas for two days, that's it. And it's basically a day and a half. It's a hard day and a half, but we shoot enough content. We make 20 videos, all the vlogs and all the studio videos, 20 of them in a day and a half. And I get all of that at 100% organized, every clip labeled. It's a crazy process that I you know, teach our agents at eXp. And I get that off to the editor and he edits all 20 of them in like less than two weeks. And boom, I've got months and months of content. And from there, you know, I have the, the agent in that market, you know, at least giving me one video every other week, you know, something like that. So yeah, I, I do, um, I try and get all the vlogging done and then I have all that B-roll and the rest of it's studio shots. Are you saving this live? Just hopped on. Every single live that I have is on this YouTube channel. So if you go to the home screen down on the bottom is all the lives. So I interview lots of people, you know, and the partners we've had for YouTube ads, for you know Google My Business, and all of my past lives. So yes, this is always on this YouTube channel. Plus, these are all converted to podcasts. So right now, if you guys go to any of your podcast, Apple, whatever, go find Channel Junkies in your podcast, and you can listen to these too while you're driving or whatever. Make sure you subscribe to it. Leave me reviews in there for that podcast. But yes, I mean, we, you can watch it on here or while you're driving the next time, yeah, go to Channel Junkies in your in your uh, podcast and, and subscribe to there because all of these live Q&As are now on podcast so you can re-listen to them there or listen to them if you've missed them. Are you using a green screen now? No, this is a studio that I've built. This is actual wall, <laughs> no green screen. Uh, I had that yellow neon made, the Channel Junkies. I had that made at yellowpop.com. Uh, there's a bunch of different you know companies that do it, but nope, that's just a desk that I put back there, a little light. You know, everything's on remote. That little neon back there, I can turn on and off. You can see, turn off the channel junkies. So I have all these lights just on remote and, and built it. So this is, you know, my studio. And no matter what area I'm shooting videos, I can kind of take the channel junkie sign down, put a Texas sign up or whatever. So I just shoot right here. Started to do areas I'm not familiar with. How would you approach this? You mean, how do I approach this? I do it a lot. It's actually way easier, Liz. The areas that you know, like the back of your hand, you kind of take everything for granted. So what you need to do is go to these areas you've never been and you're going to go to the main hub of it, right? The, the, the downtown, the park, whatever makes that area it, right? And you're going to drive there. You're going to walk around. You're going to see things. You're going to go into two, three typical neighborhoods. You're going to see stuff you've never seen and you're just going to relay your entire day. 
man, you know, I, I don't even go down to this area much. You know, I've helped some clients move over here. And this is what I love about people reaching out to me because no matter what you say about lifestyle, things you need, I know two, three areas you've never even heard of, just like where I was just at today. And oh my gosh, it was so, I can't even believe, you know, I went down there, there's all these shops for us. Everybody's out hanging out. And there was this park across the street and this big old convention going on. Man, it was like an art walk type thing. And there's all these street vendors and like, man, I see all these families and kids playing. It was really cool. And that's the vibe out that way. It puts you about 20, 30 minutes away. Um, some of the typical neighbor, I was driving through some of the neighborhoods. I saw this. So what you need to do is just go into these areas and just start observing, right? What do you see? What do you like? What do you don't like? And, and tell people the honest truth about it. And so that's, that's what you need to start doing is just really be honest on those videos and tell people what you see, what you saw. Got it. Thanks. Your channel is a lifesaver. <laughs> thanks, Christine. George, partnering with you guys officially July 30th. Let's go. We love partnering with agents, man. And, and partnering is the key word there. We partner. We don't we don't run nothing, man. You you join with us. We are your partners. And if anybody wants more information on how to grow their YouTube channel, you don't even have to teach him. You send him right to me and go, Jackson's my freaking partner. He's going to teach you. He's going to give you his course for free. He's got you. So we're building an incredible, incredible master team that's just, I mean, we got people who are doing every ounce of business in different ways to teach you how to, how to grow your business. So if you do want to partner, there's my email jackson at realagentnow.com shoot me an email to learn more about the partnership with us uh, at exp realty and with that that is the last question i have for the day and we're just right at an hour so that's perfect timing and my voice is killing me so with that being said look at that the zillow killer baby the zillow killer you in the podcast down there uh, or in the podcast listening make sure you're uh, subscribing leave me a review how, how you're liking these live Q&A podcast and anybody out there interested in partnering with us at eXp Realty, Jackson at realagentnow.com. If you're new to this channel and we're saving your life, just like Christine said, then make sure you tap that subscribe button, click the little bell so you're notified every time I do a new video and when I go live and also set it in your calendar. Every single Wednesday, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, I go live on here unless I'm traveling for work, but I'm usually never missing that. So until the next video, until the next live, homies, we'll catch you later. Are you wanting to dominate on YouTube and scale your business like a boss? Oh, yeah. Check out our pro course in the show notes below or learn how to partner with us at eXp Realty to get exclusive access to all boot camps and courses. Plus, check out hundreds of free videos on how to dominate YouTube for real estate. Just search Channel Junkies on YouTube. Channel Junkies on YouTube. Into the next podcast. Peace, homies. It's Brewski time.